Welcome back to Secondhand Sellers, where we talk all things thrift, resale, and secondhand. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clayton. Today, we're going to be talking about whether you know if you are cut out for resale for a hobby or full time. So. Yep, I think, so you can be both in your lifetime. Uh, some people will be one or the other. Um, but I think probably most people who end up full time were hobbyists at some point yeah. correct me if i'm wrong don if you were a full-timer right out the gate tell us how you did it for one and two um how long it took you to get there and why you started like jumped in seriously as opposed to taking the slow approach um but uh, what would you say so i know you it's your goal to be a full-timer eventually, eventually. Right, right now i'm still in the hobbyist stage just because I'm profit wise, I'm only earning maybe about five, six, $700 a month consistently. Mm -hmm. I've had a few months that are better than that, but I've also had those months where it's like, ah, oh, I didn't even break, you know, $500 mm -hmm. in profit. Uh, and to some people as a hobby, that might sound like a lot. Like mm -hmm. you, you might be starting out and you're earning hundred dollars a month and you're going oh my gosh cool i'm earning some side cash i'm still considering myself hobbyist just because i'm only spending a couple of hours yeah. of a day working on this at the most i'll spend maybe about four or five hours on a saturday where i'm listing stuff i'm going out and sourcing but most of my time i'm spending an hour in the evening working on this and it's taken me a bit of time to build up to the point of where I am, where mm -hmm. I can go. It and, does take a few months yeah, to really scale it up. Yeah. Where I can go out in my garage, get some supplies and go, cool, list. But um, for right now, as a hobbyist, I'm working on building it so I can be full time. Mm -hmm. Because I do enjoy doing it. And I'm earning that much money based off of, let's just say, 10 hours a week. That's pretty darn good. You're a hobbyist with intention. Yes. Basically. And some people, you you have to consider the amount of effort you're putting into it. I'm basically doing two jobs because I work full time as well. Mm -hmm. Plus, I'm dedicating my time to doing this. Um some people you might look at that and go that's a lot of time i only want to sell a few things here a few things there things i enjoy i used to only sell things i enjoyed collectibles or um, video games things that i thought were interesting since i've broadened my horizons because i want to pursue it as a career it means I have to learn a lot more about a lot more things. Mm -hmm. I can look at something and go, uh, hmm, I, is it worth my time to pick up this pair of pants? Probably not because it's not a good brand. Versus before, I wouldn't have even picked them up mm -hmm. because I didn't care about them. And depending on how you come about your approach for reselling, do you want to do it because you want to have fun? Cool. Mm -hmm. Sell what you think is fun. Pick up what you think is cute. Do it by, by all means. You're going to have more fun with it. There are days I have to go sit down and go, ah, I don't want to sell these right now. Mm -hmm. And I have to clean them and take pictures and make them look nice and put them away. 
because I want to strive to turn this into a business mm -hmm. that I can do full time. So what, what about you though? What... So I think we are probably in the hobbyist category too. Mm -hmm. I don't, we don't spend a ton of time on our business currently. Um, profit range or the, the income range, I should, I should say it's profit mm -hmm. also deducts lots of things. We're probably in similar brackets yeah. depending on the month. Sometimes we have good, really good months, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're probably floating in a similar, similar realm anyway. Yeah. Um, the difference is, is our business killed overstock. Um, we're splitting. So I split with my sister. So obviously it is not equivalent for me to a full-time job. It's not, or even a part really solid part-time job. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little extra money coming in every month, which is nice. Um, it is fun sourcing. That's my favorite part. Uh, it's interesting picking up cool things, finding cool things, learning about the things that are out there mm -hmm. and things you never knew about. Some things have really interesting pasts and histories to them. I like that part. Um, but I would say I'm also in that hobbyist with intention mm -hmm. section. I don't know if I see killed over overstock, maybe as being this huge, high, like, wow, equivalent to a, a professional job level mm -hmm. business. I don't know if it will get there. But what I do see is we've talked, and I actually want to enact this very soon, about getting an LLC for our business um, soon, like within the next, this month maybe even. Yeah. Um, just getting that LLC so it's official, so that we can also have things that are business only and mm -hmm. our own money is a little more separated for that. Like having a credit card for the business and not just putting it on ours or whatever. Yeah. Um, even though I pay myself back. So those kinds of things, I do have those kinds of aspirations, which I think a ho hobbyist only would not. It's, mm -hmm. oh, cool. I have a couple hundred bucks or, a, you know, to go blow on something or to, to fund more hobby stuff. So I think there's a certain type of hobbyist seller that maybe you are really intensely into, like you are games yeah. or games, or maybe you like figurines or maybe you like fishing whatever it is, fishing, whatever you like. And there's a certain type of hobbyist seller, I think, that is really into their hobby and they sell the things they have as a means to acquire new things. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I've had this real fishing reel for so long. It's a good quality reel, but I want this upgrade or I want something that does something a little different. I'll sell this to someone else and, and use that money towards the next thing. Yep. Um, or people who pick up things in their hobby circle to have extra money. So maybe it's not something that they had that they're selling to upgrade, but it's something they picked up along the line. Like you mentioned, you had some D&D books and stuff. Mm -hmm. You pick up those not because you want them to use for now and then resell, but to resell so that you will have money to then pour back into your hobby. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it actually, it's a really sustainable way to have some of a more expensive hobby. Because I think, obviously, like if especially if your money's tight, it may not be feasible to go and spend hundreds of dollars on a hobby. But if you can make that hobby kind of pay for itself or at least help offset its cost, um, that's a totally way to do it and a really great way to to dabble in hobbies too like if you think something interests you it's kind of expensive to get into you might be able to buy secondhand for one yeah um or for two if you buy brand new and you you get into it and you're like not really into it or you know six months a year in you're like as this other thing is, is calling to me more you can sell that to then fund the next thing and i think yeah. that's a great way to do it um I think the people in our situation, it is, we do see it as a business. 
So I do see Killed Overstock as a business, not just a hobby, mm -hmm. though it does intersect with my hobbies of thrifting, second, thrifting secondhand shopping, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I, that's how I got my hobbies and the way I sourced a lot of the things in my life kind of led me into this reselling mm -hmm. thing partially to help pay for that. Yeah. And, and, and I think I think a big difference between doing it as a hobby and doing it as a business is when you're selling the items mm -hmm. and, and actually getting the money, your brain immediately is just going, oh my gosh, this can be funding for X. Mm -hmm. And what you said earlier about your hobbies, when you're a hobbyist, you're thrifting, you're earning a couple hundred extra bucks and that can go toward, you know, your hobby or it can go to groceries or who knows whatever what. you need yeah and we both are like cool business and we talk about how our funds are able to generate and go back into being able to pick up more items or pick up additional gear um you ended up getting a laptop with keeping in mind the videos that we're making yeah but also i'm listing because i it, yeah. i'm one of those people that i keep things for a really long time i tend to so my computer, my laptop, for instance, um, one of the ways that was easy to justify, I, I ended up getting a MacBook and it was on sale, a few hundred dollars off because it was the previous, it wasn't the newest, greatest thing, um, but we did buy it brand new. And my previous computer, my previous laptop, I had when I was in undergraduate school uh, and I graduated from that in 2013. So if that tells you how long I keep things, uh, a long time. And so... <laughs> It wasn't working great. Slow makes you want to rip your hair out. If mm -hmm. anyone's used an old computer, you know how that is. Um, so I did buy a computer with these things in mind. Yeah. Okay, I can business. I can use it for my business. I will use it for listing. I do use it for listing. Mm -hmm. um, because it's an Apple and I have an Apple phone, you can like, they talk to each other really well. It's easy to send files back and forth. Um, and Apple is known for their editing and, and like production value, like yeah. their systems work good for producing video and audio content and stuff like that. But you have that in mind as your, it's gonna boost your business, not as cool, I get to get a laptop for my own personal use. I mean, you are gonna it was use it both. for personal, but. but when, when we bought just, it, it was like, all right, part of this I can claim as a deduction yeah. because I will be using this for my business regularly. Mm -hmm. So, that kind of that that kind of thing you know and I, th I think about like all right my home internet i can claim part of that mm -hmm. and and even my cell phone because i am using that for my business every week yeah. in some way or shape so um i think yeah i do think that is different i think a hobbyist doesn't always think about that they don't always think about the tax implications yeah. and as soon as you hit that 600 mark on ebay they send you um 1099 mm -hmm. so if you are going to do it seriously with any sort of business intention, even if it's a part-time business. Cause you can be like, I think there is the space in between and maybe that's where we are. Maybe it's not hobbyist with intention. Maybe it's, we are a, it is a secondary income mm -hmm. for us. That is a business, but we aren't full-time Yeah, because you can do that too. I mean, if you started selling like crazy and you're making 10, $20,000 a year, no, that's not an, like a, full-time income normal like I, I say normal but like an average middle middling full-time income mm -hmm. it's a lower on a, the lower end but if you're bringing that into your household that's a decent amount of money yeah. and that's more than just a hobby yeah. that is with the intention of earning money 
But you are right. When, when we talk about, so like when Hannah and I get payouts, we try to keep a certain amount of money in our account mm -hmm. for taxes and, and well, and for re, you know, like sourcing and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Every time we get a payout, it doesn't go down to zero. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a hobbyist, it might go down to zero yeah. because you're making, you know, hundred bucks here, 50 bucks there. Cool. You just take it off. So looking back at where you started at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. of last year, and you were doing it as a hobby. Would you have one piece of advice for somebody who was watching, trying to determine, like around that point where you were like, maybe I should turn this into something. What piece of advice would you give to somebody? So I think we came into it with this thought that like, oh, it can help pay for hmm. this other thing and we can make a little extra money. So I think we were already thinking businessy a little bit on the it, early on. Yeah. But if you were unsure, I think, um, and, and this sounds, it sounds so stupid and we've said yeah. it before, but just do it, like yeah. try it. Because especially with eBay, there's next to no risk. If you are not sure if you want a business, if you're mm -hmm. not sure if you like reselling, maybe you don't like dealing with people, maybe you don't like going to the post office. If you don't know that about yourself already, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, sell things that you have just to try it or go pick up a couple of things. Start with those interests. We've talked about um, picking up thrifting what you know, mm -hmm. um, things that you know, things that you have purchased that you know have value because you have bought it. Um, I think just, just start slow, dabble, see how you feel about it. Um, and if you want to turn into a business, great. If you want to keep it a hobby, great. If you want to stop, great. Yeah. Cause, Cause that's the thing. eBay is technically free. You can list items on there, take pictures, put it up there, it's free. You just have to supply the items. And then from that point, if your item sells, that's when you pay eBay. Right. And that comes directly out of the item. So it's basically sells. low to no risk. Yeah. If you're selling something you already have, no risk. Mm -hmm. um, if you buy something cheap, very low risk. My advice again, uh, to tack onto that would be, also if you aren't sure if it's a hobby for you, if you aren't sure if you want a business, where you are with that, try not to get on this high after your first sales mm -hmm. and go crazy. So give it a few months, try it out, you know, source more if it's going well, source a little bit more, mm -hmm. but don't go and throw two or three grand at something if you aren't sure that you want to keep doing this yeah. because you can lose money. If you do it for, if you spend three grand and you do it for a month and you get tired of it, and you sold $200 worth of stuff because it does take time mm -hmm. to gain traction on eBay. Then you're going to be sitting on everything else. You've lost yeah. money. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not worth it if you aren't sure. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty sure if we do decide to get out of it, um, we can liquidate in other ways too. Um, we've talked about, my sister really wants to do this, um, taking our business because we do tend to have some vintage items, a lot of vintage items. You've seen a lot of our stuff. Um, maybe getting an in-person booth. Mm -hmm. So there are other avenues too. And so for our business, we probably won't, there's a good chance we won't stay just online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my advice. Just and, take it slow. And even if you didn't want to use eBay strictly, there's other revenues. You, you can use Craigslist, you can use Facebook Marketplace. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot. You may find, wow, I don't like cleaning stuff or 
I hate dealing with people mm -hmm. all the time. We deal with customers that ask questions where it's like, if you had just read the description, the answer would be there mm -hmm. or customers who are rude. It's part of dealing with people, but if you give it a shot, you may find yourself, you know, having a passion for it. Well, and for instance, like some people, you sell a lot more on Facebook Marketplace than I do. I sell things occasionally on there if I just want to get rid of them if they're too big to be practical to ship or whatever, but I don't, I'm not ready to donate them. I'll list it on there. I don't like meeting up with people no. to do it. I am not into it. I don't necessarily want all these people from random places coming to my house. Mm -hmm. So the logistics of that and just, I'm not, I'm just not into that very much. And some people are, and that's fine. Um, but that's not an avenue that I want to pursue, yeah. but having a booth where you set it up and then, you know, it's kind of, you pay a fee to let other people kind of run the, the mm -hmm. vintage mall or whatever that would appeal to me more. I could yeah. stop in there whenever we can, you know, zhuzh it up and then leave. That appeals to me a lot more. So, um, that's, that's basically what I would say about that. Just take it slow. Yeah. I think full timers are really intense. I don't know if we'll get to full time online selling um i think i would be happy if we got to a really solid part-time mm -hmm. income like i said that where you were making quite a few thousand dollars a year yeah that would be awesome to me i i think i would like to have my own business but i don't know if this business is the only thing i want to do forever yeah. I, i'm not gonna complain if we do scale it and we do want to scale it but again if we could just get to a really solid extra income mm -hmm. Um, that would be awesome for us. Yeah. And I and, think Hannah's probably in a similar. And overall, what you said earlier, take your time. And for those who are full-time doing it, good on you. Let us know down in the comments, what are some of the biggest hurdles you've had when it comes to making that this decision from part-time mm -hmm. to full-time? I, I know one of the things I've been considering is actually I work full-time. I partially want to quit my job and get a part-time job so I can pursue selling more because that would give me more time um but that is a loss of security to pursue it so that's one of the things I've been considering when it and that's something you may have to consider when you're taking it from a hobby to full-time yeah it's something that most people have to consider mm -hmm. and also like how much time do you want to do it because if you're going to be full-time you're going to have to be listing like crazy unless yeah. you can afford to pay somebody and with any small business there's a period of time where between being able to pay for help and mm -hmm. having to do everything yourself and overall as a small business as a small business owner you're going to put in way more hours than what a minimum hourly wage will give you even right now i'm pretty sure both of us are kind of in that same boat where the amount of time we put into it doesn't necessarily generate the exact ten dollars an hour or whatever yeah i've been done like all the just because there's the time sourcing and cleaning and listing there's a lot of time into it but and i think our situations are a little bit different mm -hmm. so again when i say like it would be great if we could get to that um really solid part-time thing yeah. where we're making a really good decent amount of money annually mm -hmm. if we if if Keeled Overstock was doing that, my sister and I, that would mean we basically would have, we'd be generating approximately a full-time income, yeah. but Hannah and I are splitting the work. Yeah. I am, when you, if you go onto our eBay site, we have links off this page. You can go look at, if you just want to go look at our eBay site, see how we do things, go, mm -hmm. go take a look and see. Those photos are from my sister, mm -hmm. almost all of them. 
she's taking the time to do the photos. She has the camera equipment to do. She has a DSLR. Um, she's taking some photography classes. She is in the arts. And so um, she does that. I don't worry about the photographs. I do the listing. And so I do the listing. I do most of the sourcing because I have more time. She has a job where she works more than I do. Mm -hmm. So I do most of the sourcing. And also just because I was already out there doing that. So, yeah. and I like, I, and do, do enjoy it. She goes with me sometimes. Um, but I'm splitting the labor here mm -hmm. and she does some, sometimes she'll just do the cleaning before she takes the photos. Yeah. You are doing everything yourself. And yeah. I think that's a different thing. So we could be in the same income bracket and my, my personal money that I get to take off of that is going to be probably half of what yours yeah. is just because I'm splitting it with Hannah. But at the same time, I'm not doing everything myself. Yeah. It's all stuff to consider, mm -hmm. but overall, do you have anything else to say? No, but I, we love your your tips. How do you define if you're a hobbyist, if you are somewhere in between like we are, that sort of part-timer, or if you're a full-timer, how, how did you make those decisions on what category you're in? Are you thinking about switching categories? We'd love to hear that, what your reasoning are, is on that. Or if you have any questions or want to bounce ideas off of us, Throw them in the comments while you're down there. Like and subscribe. Um, but we try to answer our comments, so we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Until then, until then, be sure to tune in next week. We'll have another episode for you. Yep. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Yeah.